Hot Lava Podcast, Padres beat writer Kevin AC. That's me, Jay Posner. If you're watching this, he's on my right. I don't know if he's on your left, uh, but uh, it doesn't matter, Jay. Just like the rest of the season, it matters to the teams the Padres are playing this week. Kevin, why are we doing this? <laughs> whose, whose, whose idea was this? This is the season. Of, well, I, you know, you think about it. We've had a lot of practice doing this. I was going to say. Mean, we started this, what, I don't know, if this is the fourth season, I think, we've been doing this. Well, let's see this, Jay. The, the name two, of the, the podcast two, is Hot, hot Lava. So <laughs> right. So when did they make that When did they make that great signing that led to that press conference? That Before 2018. It? So that is what birthed the name of this, uh, hot, this so podcast. So this, this is the end, nearing the end of our fourth season. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the third time that we've that we've had to do September podcast that didn't mean anything of course the first two seasons we did podcast in august and other months that probably didn't mean anything when the games exactly. didn't mean anything either so this is uh hey it's progress right i'm sure the that's how everybody is, will everybody will look at it we knew from the start of those like we would yeah, be absolutely. talking in spring training about trying to set expectations and what the season was about and uh I know from my perspective, I, I'm positive from the fans' perspective, and, and I know also from the players' perspective, it stinks to to stink. But it stinks <laughs> worse to have not known you were going to stink and then to have to play out the string. Correct. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, the, those two years, it was kind of like, wow, if they could get to 500, wouldn't that – you'd call that the greatest season in Padre history. And now I don't even think they're going to get to 500 – with a with a team that was you know that many people expected to win as many as ninety five games or something like that and and they're going to be lucky at this point to get to eighty almost the only way they can get there to me is somehow win a couple games in L A which enables the Giants to then clinch the division and start resting guys over the weekend but even then the Giants still have been better I mean, the Giants are twenty four games ahead of the Padres. It's it's still mind-boggling to me that that they're that good. The fact the Dodgers are 22 games ahead, that's a little more than I would have expected, but I, I never expected the Padres to be close to the Dodgers this year. So I, I don't know. We've we've gone over all that had you, and, and had, where the Padres are. So where the, the Dodgers have 100 wins, and let's say that they get to 104. Yeah. That was kind okay. of the top end of where we thought they might get, right? Because we thought the Padres would play them a little more competitively. And then if you got the Padres at 94, it's wins, which was sort of the low end of the projections for them, really. Well, for yeah, but for I, some, I mean, I never but, had them at 94. I had them in the 90 to 92. 90. Okay. I thought the Dodgers could win – I don't know. I thought the Dodgers could win around 105, 106. Wow. I mean, I thought they were going to be really, really, really good. And and I, I there were I saw one writer who thought that, and I'm not talking about an LA writer, but another writer oh. who who thought that they could win 112, 114 games. I didn't think they were going that high, but I I thought that this was going to be a situation where the Padres maybe they'd finish 10 to 12 games behind the Dodgers, and that wouldn't be a bad thing because the Dodgers would have 100, let's say 104 wins. Padres finished 12 wins behind them. That would be 92. That would be enough for a wild card. And that's that was sort of my expectation was, you know, somewhere in the low 90s for victories. But I, I never imagined that they would be trying to, you know, scuffling at the end to see if they could get to 80. So in April, had I told you that uh, the Padre, or the Dodgers, um, so in April, let's say in April, 
right after the Padres went to Dodger Stadium and took three of four, right? The, the mm-hmm. magnificent seven games in 10 days. And then I had told you that Mookie Betts was going to miss a significant time. Cody Bellinger was going to just be awful. Clayton Kershaw was going to miss significant time. Tony Gonsolin was going to miss it. Dustin May was just about to go on the IL and miss the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Would your projections of the Dodgers have changed and would your projection um, of the Padres have been even maybe a little bit higher? Yeah, I think at that point, you, uh, you, I could certainly see myself going, yeah, the Padres could be in that mid-90 range. And, that's, and maybe the Dodgers would be, you know, struggling to get to 100 at that point. Again, no, there's no, you, there's no way that you could ever have predicted that there would be 22 games between these teams because – even if the Dodgers, I, I guess if the Dodgers had gotten to 115, you know, the Padres, would if they got to 93, there's 22 games. But the, 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 the idea of the Dodgers getting to 115 always seemed a little fantastical to me. But um, the reason that I brought that up, Jay, is, is I have pushed back and, and maybe a little too much, but the idea that the Padres season was sunk by injuries, which no one in the organization is saying that's all there is, but it's really right. high up on their list. And I pushed back on it because look at what the Dodgers have had to endure. And that's where you say you're trying to get to, and you're not even close because of the organizational depth and the, and the roster depth that Dodgers have and, and that, the Padres don't have. And that, right. And that's the point between you can say that the Padres have been sunk in part because of injuries, and you would be correct. I mean, there's no doubt, in, especially in, in, you know, the second part of the season, the last two months of the season, you know, you Darvish had injury problems. Blake Snell finally got going and he got hurt. Chris Paddock had problems. You know, there were a couple, you know, Tatis missed 30-something games. But although he kind of had to figure Tatis was going to be in that range anyway. I mean, I, I don't – I think we even might have said on here, I, I said if Tatis could play 140, I thought that would be sort of like the, tie, the high end. You're talking about him. after he went so, down in the beginning – or no, even before at the start of the that. season. Got yeah, it. I just felt like he, I that's a that. guy that's yeah. going to he's going to get hurt at, a couple times during the year and and just the way he plays and he hasn't proven he can play one six, you know, play a full season at any at any level yet. So I figured 140, but 140 for Tatis would have been pretty good. But yeah, they were sunk by injuries, but part of part of being sunk by injuries is is a product of you not being prepared for that. And the yeah. Dodgers have organizational depth that the Padres don't have. And that's where, and we've talked about this before, that's where the end, where the trading deadline came back to haunt them because the Padres needed a couple more pitchers in their organization. Even if they weren't guys that you're going to say, wow, these guys are going to make eight starts for us down the stretch. They needed to have a couple guys in El Paso that were ready to be called up. And that they, so that when somebody did get hurt, because let's face it, we talked all year about the Padres. You're going from 60 to 162. People are going to wear out. So you had to expect that the last two months, that's when the people are going to wear down and wear out. So at that point, you need to be prepared. The Padres never were. They ended up having to start. You know, we talked about the series in St. Louis, crucial series. Jake Arietta and Vince Velasquez are starting two of the three games. And that's a product of not being prepared. That is, and that is, that is a product. That is, it doesn't make any sense what happened on July 30th. The more mm-hmm. I think about it, and I, you want to talk about organizational depth, I believe 
that based on conversations with a lot of people and just looking at uh, the depletion of the system, that the depletion of the minor league system contributed to being unable to make trades because the Padres were only getting asked about their top prospects because that's all they had. Yes, the market was um, causing pitchers like Kyle Gibson and, and Jose Barrios to get astronomical prices, relatively speaking to other years. But the fact is, all the Padres had to offer what, that, that made teams go, well, this would be worth it when other teams are willing to give us this, was Robert Hassel and, and those types of players. So that right, contributed right. to it. But that the Padres, so one of A.J. Preller's, and I hate to do this because it's not apples to apples, but it's close enough, okay? It's Manzanitas to Granny Smith. Um, the One of A.J. Preller's uh, arguments for not getting a pitcher was Ryan Weathers and that Ryan Weathers – you know, he thought that he'd be continue to go with the two seven three ERA and, and all that. Sure. Well, wait a minute. One of your arguments for bringing in Adam Frazier was, what's the problem with having another all star infielder? Right. So, what's the problem with having another <laughs> rotation piece? And I'm not even talking AAA. I'm talking about a player that you know, much like help the Cardinals. I mean. John Lester sure. and Jay Happ have not set the world on fire, but they sure as heck helped the Cardinals into the wild card. Um, yeah. Uh, the, Kyle Gibson has helped the Phillies be right there on the verge of the AL East for them to win or lose here in the next few days, probably. Um, and Jose Barrios has had, has, has contributed. Um, so I'm just, you know, I, I, the more I think about it, the less sense it makes, but my pushback on this, whatever it is, is it 11 wins in the last 40 games and is, you know what? Just taking those 40 games, that's the injury period. I wouldn't really have expected mm-hmm. them. Now, the offense is a little better. They probably could have gone 20 and 20, all right, if the offense is better, because it wasn't all injuries. I mean, they lost games that, you know, Joe Musgrove pitched well, that Chris Paddock pitched sure. well, that Jake Arietta had a, you know, gave them a chance once. It's before that. All year long, they lost to teams they shouldn't have lost two of three to. Or, man, finished out one of those sweeps. Okay, it's baseball. You don't always sweep the crappy teams. But to finish out one or two of those sweeps they had a chance to do. It's like that's where the season was lost when they were at full strength. And I'm far more. And I'm not saying that the Padres aren't. But I'm I'm far more – perplexed by the offense's inability to put any sort of string together except for, and this is almost mind boggling. The, I think it was 28 games in the middle of the season, the best 28 games in Padres history uh, based on OPS, <laughs> like right. incredible. Now, of course that included the Jake Cronenworth cycle game with the 24 runs and all that, but still, I'm sorry, that doesn't skew 24 games starting from Cincinnati or no, starting from the last game in Colorado, which they lost, going through the Washington series right after the All-Star break. They were the best team in the majors and the best, it's, I forget, it's 27 or 28 games in the history of the Padres. It was like an 884 OPS. For a team to have an 884 OPS over a month is absolutely incredible. And yet the rest of the season... This Hot Lava Padres podcast segment is brought to you by Jack Powell, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Located in Escondido and serving the San Diego community for over 60 years. Who has the best deals in the auto game? 
It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition, Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals today during Jeep Adventure Days. Well, and that's why I'm I'm, I'm looking while you, while you were talking. I'm I'm calling up their stats for the season, and there there are way too many guys that have adjusted OPS numbers right around 100, which basically <laughs> makes them that's that's league average, right? That's a, yep, so that's a, when you with park factor and all that stuff brought in, you look at it. You know, Eric Hosmer 103, um, Tommy Pham 103, Trent Grisham 104. Uh, Will Myers 113, so that's a little higher. You know, Profar was awful early on; he's at 84. Adam Frazier as a Padre is is 88. I mean, that, those are all numbers that you can't you can't win with because the only guys that are above 120, so 20% or more above the the league average. Cronenworth is at 123, and I think he's probably struggled a little bit lately. I think he was higher because mm-hmm. his OPS is down to 808. And then, you know, Machado and Tatis. And, but that's it. And so those are, you're talking two or three guys who have, you know, consistently produced throughout the season. And those other guys are all just, they're too close to average for a team that thought that it was way above average and that everybody thought should be way above average. And so then, you know, you sort of get back to, okay, well, who's to blame for that? And, and you know, I have my thought on that and other people disagree with me. I, I wanted to point out a couple times, over the weekend, that Saturday game against the Braves, where they were officially eliminated in, I don't know, four excruciating hours or whatever, whatever it was. Um, that was that was a classic, that was a perfect game for them to be eliminated in because every time they made a little mistake, the Braves capitalized. And the Padres, that's the kind of thing the Padres didn't do this year. You know, Caratini was lazy on a pitch, it got past him. That that reduced that's that's a run. Tatis made a bad throw for the first time. I think it was his first throwing error in a month since yep. he'd been back at shortstop. Um, you know, and and some guy some guy wrote me and said, uh, you know, Tatis doesn't follow through on his throws. He's poorly coached. Well, he made a lot of good throws all those games before that when he didn't make any errors. So was he was he well coached then? Did would he over? So it's you know, Victor Caratini's been around this game a long time. He knows that's not the way to stop uh, a low pitch. So. Again, you just get into why why did this happen? And this isn't a defense of the manager or the coaching staff. We know what's going to happen. You know, pretty sure we know what's going to happen after the season with these guys. But that's why, to me, it, it comes back to players. And guys have to produce. And if they don't produce, it's on them. And, you know, again, you can't fire the whole team. But there's a lot of guys on this team who did not perform up to expectations that the organization had and that, outsiders had for them and you know to me that that comes back to them and the problem is what do you do going forward with those with those type of people yeah a lot of them are under team control for for a while uh and a few of them a couple of a lot of money and a couple of them have huge contracts Um, and here's the thing if you're going to get a 104 look that's an improvement uh let's throw out the 60 game season you're gonna get a 104 ops uh adjusted ops from hosmer um well, then you need the other guys around him to do better. You're going to get a 113 from Will. Hey, 
Um, but you need the other guys around him to do better. You certainly think that Trent Grisham is better than that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think certainly guys like, Tom Pham was better than that. Right. I was going to say, I thought guys like Grisham and Pham would be um, sort of at the high on my list of, of disappointments because I don't really have any expectations for Hosmer. Um, you know, beyond if, if he could be average and do a 104, look, I, I, that's that's what you're going to get. He's He's just not... He's not much better than that. Um, and Myers at 113, yeah, you'd expect a little bit more. But guys like Pham and Grisham and Frazier and Profar and and people like that, that's where and, – and, you know, again, injuries hurt them at catcher. But that's where you get, you get hurt because those guys were too close to average. And that means – yeah, they had a couple hot streaks, but it means too often um, they were just they were just ordinary. And, well, uh, too often they were holes in the lineup. I mean, there were times yeah. where Trent Grisham could not, even not get on base. Uh, mm-hmm. There were times that Hosmer and Myers back to back in the lineup. Um, and I don't know that there was anybody during much of that time to split them up with or what that would have done. But um, right. it was like the six, seven hole uh oh, or the five, six, <laughs> and, you know, wherever they were that day. Um and that's just what it felt like and what it was for, for a portion of the season or portions even. Um, and look, here's another one, Jay, and, and we're not going to do anything about this because he's got five years left on his contract, uh, and it's a pretty good contract. But uh, we appreciate you spending the 20 minutes or so with us today. If you've got another 20 or 40 minutes, you can read the 3,000 words I wrote on <laughs> A.J. Preller building this roster, and it goes month by month of, of how he did it and you know, kind of where guys are at, where they're in, at in the future, what he gave up for them. You know what? I mean, the, the intricacies, because he's rebuilt it so much and how – you know, gosh, the Craig Kimball trade uh, has tentacles that reach to the Mike Clevenger trade. That could have been 6,000 words and been attacked from, and, you know, maybe in the future it will. Or, you know, maybe I'll just pop those other 3,000 in the newsletter. I don't know. but uh, Make sure just, I'm on vacation if it's 6,000. I know. I can't believe you read that. <laughs> but, uh, thank you for that. Um, this was like 3,300. So that was, AJ Preller has messed this up. Now, I am very, maybe Tom Krasovic can write us something on this, um, that I'm very interested. Not every team goes to the postseason every year. Not every team is the Dodgers. If I'm remembering correctly, and I was covering the Dodgers uh, at this time, the uh, 1997 Padres were something of a great disappointment. Uh, Maybe not like this, okay? Mm -hmm. And, of course, the 98 Padres got a guy named Kevin Brown. So there's always going to be differences, but it was like, 96, yeah, this is going to be great. 97 right. was terrible. And 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 I think I know there were injuries and things like that. And then 98, go to the World Series, still the only um uh real the only real season uh, to to that seemingly the franchise can remember or celebrate. 1998. So, um I'm interested to find out like what is the evaluation of how many guys had down years? What is the evaluation that injury had to do with it? What fixes can be made to guys um, like you, Darvish, uh, Ryan Weathers? Um, you know, obviously Blake Snell corrected in the middle of the season. Um, that certainly seems sustainable based on the things that he's explained to me and that others have. So I'm very interested how this all fits together, that it's not a complete like, oh, A.J. Preller's got to go nuts again in the offseason. Who has the best deals in the auto game? 
It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition, Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals today during Jeep Adventure Days. And, you know, I mean, I thought you did a great job today looking at those trades, and it was good to look back and remember sort of what, you know, what they did and what they gave up. And, and it, it, every that time, trade. I, well, and that's, I was just going to say, every time I see Cal Quantrill pitch, he was always a guy I liked. He had one rough stretch here, but other than that, he was a guy that I talked about all the time. We did talk about him a lot, Jay. That you, that yes. you could build around, and he was he had a future. Again, he's a top 10 draft pick. Max Fried was a top 10 draft pick. Trey Turner was a top 10 draft pick. All three of those guys, top 10 picks, and they're not here. And they're producing elsewhere. And Mackenzie Gore was a top 10 pick, and he's not producing. Ryan Weathers was a top 10 pick who did produce for a few, you know, for a few months. And he, and he, look, he's, he's three years after being drafted there. Anybody who gives up on Ryan Weathers is out of their mind. And I don't think anybody should give up on Mackenzie Gore, but the fact is those, you know, those other guys were traded and have produced elsewhere. Like they were drafted to produce and the Padres have not replaced him. Mike Clevenger got hurt. Uh, Austin Nola got hurt. Dan Altavilla got hurt. Austin Adams, you know, who knows what to do with Austin Adams? I mean, those were big trades. You know, Daniel Hudson didn't pitch like people thought he would pitch. Adam Frazier predictably did not continue to hit 50 points above his career or 40 points above his career average. So, you know, Tommy Pham, that, that's a guy you never could have predicted would be crappy for two years the way that Tommy Pham has mostly been crappy for these for these two years. And you know, the, the saving grace from that trade is obviously the Cronen is the Cronenworth came as part of it. You know, all of a sudden Eric Lauer is pitching great for um, you know for Milwaukee. So I I don't know. It's it's going to be as always. It's going to be interesting. But I I always I kind of chuckle when people say, you know, the Padres should have done more at the trade deadline this year. I don't know. I kind of look at what Preller's done at the, did at the trade deadline last year, and I'm thinking I don't think that was so good either. Um, that's that's okay. fair. That's fair. I, I do think that getting another arm could have, uh, you know, that you or I could have uh, picked an arm from one of those uh, what was available. And that would have helped the Padres uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But my question is, if you look at that story, um, my question is, was was 2021-1997 or was it 2015? I mean, right. Dean Spanos had more patience than A.J. I mean, like, like in the end, Dean Spanos lost patience uh, and, and was a petulant child uh, and left. AJ Preller came in. He was this build from within guy. Boom, blow it up. Let's give a try in 2015. Then the process is going and poo, 2020, poo, 2021. There's no one left from the process. Everybody on right. the team now, basically, I mean, you had some free agent signings that were part of the process. All of the, the kids were there elsewhere for veterans that have come in and haven't, haven't turned this team into what it was supposed to be. Right, Again, and my, think- own, my only point was, look, 
We could be having a completely different conversation a year from now. The Astros mm-hmm. didn't go to the playoffs in between uh, 15 and 17. That would be 2016. They didn't go to the playoffs. Then they won the World Series. Forget trash cans. That's a really good team with a lot of talent. Um, it happens. <laughs> I, I think I think trading kids, building the system, and then trading kids for veterans to make a run at it the way that they did. I don't. I, I'm not saying that's a bad. I, I'm not right. saying that's a bad thing. Right. But you have to hit. Boom. With those trades. Yes. And there's a lot of trades that you wrote about today that didn't hit or at least haven't hit yet. And, hit yet. you know, mm-hmm. maybe they will. Maybe Mike Clevenger comes back and he pitches really well next year. And maybe Austin Nola can keep himself healthy and produce the way he, that he produced uh, at various times. Maybe Trent Grisham, you know, pulls out of this funk that he was in and he looks a little bit more like he did like he has at times and that works mm-hmm. out if you if those guys and those are just three of the guys that you know off the top of my head if those guys come in and and produce the way that a guy like Cronenworth has produced absolutely and even Blake Snell um you know I'm, I'm not willing to say this was a disastrous season for Blake Snell because I think he pitched pretty well at home and then later in the season he pitched well you know but Darvish has to be fixed uh you know, so again, it's a lot of and the Musgrove trade was good, but a lot of trades didn't hit and they need to hit for this to become, like you said, so that this isn't 2015 and it's more sort of a a, a process, a part of the process where next year is the big thing. And I know a lot of people think, well, if they, they just need a new manager and everything will be fixed. That's not what they need. They, I mean, they might need a new manager. I'm not. I wouldn't dispute that at all. But they need players to perform, and I'm sure if they perform, the manager is going to get a lot of credit. But this, again, this comes down to guys have to stay healthy and guys have to perform. I do think Aaron Boone is going to get a lot of credit when they, uh, when you know, he, for next year in the bowl. Anyway, no, there's uh, there's a lot to be decided. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We'll be back on Friday before the final series of uh, the season, and we'll figure out more to dissect uh, (laughs) from from this sucker. Uh, But thank you, everybody.